Hey everybody, episode 125, we talking fall transition into fall bat feedback fishing with the Tin Horse Monty, Gabe Montgomery. It's a good episode. Enjoy it. See you guys on the water. This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. TJF, what's going on? Ready for the weekend. But uh, lots of familiar faces. Uh, Darius checking in from Kentucky. I see Stephanie's here. Stephanie must know that Gabe's coming on. Um, fishing the Southeast. Faith First Fishing. Welcome. Carol. Lots of familiar faces. Tim. John. Chuck. We're going to get things rolling here. Uh, Gabe from Tin Horse Monty is going to be joining a little bit later. I'm guessing the volume and the sound is pretty good. I can probably move this mic just a little bit going on. So we got some things to take care of. We've got some unclaimed gift cards, mainly from Fantasy Fishing, that I need to like announce because some of these platforms don't have good ways to announce people have won. So I need to let people know they won so they can claim their gift cards. So we'll talk about that. I got an Omnia box that we can open up. I got this hat that looks ridiculous. Might have to do something about that tonight. Uh, talk about some fishing. And when Gabe gets here, we're going to talk about fall fishing. And then we do have a members only tonight. So that's coming up at 945. So those are members. Stay tuned. You should see uh, the link for that. Join in if you're thinking about becoming a member. Tonight's a good night because we're giving away this box tonight along with a bonus frog. And then I think I got an extra unclaimed $25 Omnia gift card that I'm going to throw in for the members up tonight too. So lots of things going on tonight. Catching up, doing all kinds of housekeeping in the stream. And... uh yeah, we're going to fix this hat tonight, I think, live on stream. Uh, yeah, we still fishing. I got a tournament tomorrow. I don't stunt. Um, that's cool, Justin. Hope you like them. I'm going to be slinging the Vast Tech tomorrow a whole bunch. Um, what's up, Brian Masters? That's cool, Chuck. Yeah, they're a good, great company. Actually went and picked some stuff up today that's not this box. It's a different box. Uh, you know, the ribs were feeling pretty good. And then like, I feel like last weekend I relapsed just a tiny bit, but we're still fishing. I see your guys, Chris, uh, I see your member chat. Um, how to visor incoming. Yep. And time flies when you're talking fishing, Daniel, I see your member chats. I can't pull those up on Streamyard. They don't have that enabled. So, but uh, I do see those. Um, <clears throat> Do, do, do. 
on Castaic. The bait company, they got a couple cool baits. A couple, I mean, they're like OG swim baits. Uh, I know their Jerky J is super popular as a scrounger and chatterbait trailer. What's going on, Rich G? Doc in the house. What's up, JJ? I see the uh, in the poll, there's a lot of people um, talking about big fans of the weekend stream. And I, I, there used to be a lot of people like Fluke Master and a few other people do a lot of Friday nights. And I don't feel like Friday night's super popular anymore. So I might bring that back. And uh, because I don't do them a lot in the summertime, because a lot of times I'm going out of town. And so it's really hard to be consistent on a Friday. But once we ice up here, I can see Friday becoming maybe a little bit more regular of a night. So maybe when we're not fishing, I'm not going out of town. So I've just got a local tournament tomorrow. It's so not going anywhere. So tonight's a good night to uh, to do that. But I do have Chuck's all about swim baits in the fall. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. Jig's going to be on the deck for sure. Yep. Gabe will be coming in a little bit later. But uh, what should we do first here? Um, maybe let's start talking about these gift cards. So we've got the year-end winners for Bass Fantasy Fishing and Drain the Lake. We've got my members only to recognize. And I've also got the Fantasy Fishing. So those are Omnia gift card winners. And I do also have the Super K winners for the FLW. To give, make sure those people know how to claim those. There's no way to notify some of these people. So I just want to announce them on the stream uh, to get the word out. So let me share my screen here quick. Let's run through these before Gabe gets here. So if you didn't know you won, you'll know soon. And then hopefully I can track some of you down. Uh, all right. So groups. Year end for Beat Hellabass. For so D. Cole, uh, I think I sent you a message. I haven't heard from you yet. So if you're watching the stream, get a hold of me. You're getting a $25 gift card for Omnia. Drain the Lake leaderboard. Mr. Pierce, who I believe is Rick Pierce's son. I did notify you. You already got your gift card. So, but we're just going to congratulate you on the stream. And then for the members only private protected password that got in early in the year, I won the fantasy fishing, but we're going to give it to Tom Mix, second place. So, Tom, I tried to send you a message. It bounced back. I just wanted to announce that you are the members only fantasy fish and regular season champ for year end. So congratulations, Tom Mix. And uh, send me a DM. If not, I can track you down, but I'm going to send you a Omnia gift card. Um, yes, Coyote Powers. Super Che is legit. So close. Yes, you were right there. Let's see. You were 43 points. Is my math right? And then, uh, so it's good to see Tom, regular, win in there. You can see all the members that got in. I suspect the members was going to be a little bigger. Greg, you weren't so consistent about getting your lineups in. Um, you see a lot of familiar faces there. And then for Drain the Lake, YouTube, because you are the winner. Also, your 
he he actually outdid me in uh, drain the lake. So kudos to you. He beat me by 50 points. Although I was coming for him hard at the end of the season, making it close there. Uh, so YouTube cause you're also the winner of a $25 Omni gift card. We'll get those out. So if you guys haven't claimed those, there you go. Now, you know, I thought I saw Tom in here earlier. Yeah, there you are. So congrats, Tom. Send me a DM to remind me so I don't forget. Otherwise, I will get a hold of you. And same with you, YouTube cuz. So on to... MLF. Fancy fishing. We can uh, shout those winners out real quick because these actually have no way to... Uh, and so here are the people, the winners here, Super K furnished a $25 gift card for each one of these just for the year-end prize. So I have these. I can mail them to you, or I can just give you the code on the back digitally to get you these. But these are some of my favorite super or my favorite swim jigs out there, all hand-tied, all custom. You can do one of their many, many awesome colors. Uh, there is a discount description below for Super K. I think it's Hellabass 15. Also, there's discount code for... Uh, Omnia too. So if you didn't win an Omnia gift card, you just want to save 15%. You can just use this code scrolling down here too. So all good reminders here. Yeah, Greg, big, it helps to get your lineups in. So um, that's not saying much these days, AJ, Nebraska football. This is not a shining time in their program. Um, So, but these are for the FLW winners. All right. So this one is, See, uh, which one are we in here? There's so bad at the, this. Is the Pro Circuit League? So Pro Circuit Scott Pitlick for the Pro Circuit Fancy Fishing. Get a hold of me so I can get you your Super K gift card. You beat out Jody White. Um, I don't know if I see any other familiar faces. Kyle, I see him in here quite a bit. Um, Mark was doing really well for a while. Yeah. So there we go. So now we got to, like, they make this about as impossible. You can, there's no, once you go into a game, there's a way to navigate back out to the game. So we have to go all the way back out to Major League Fantasy Fishing. So that was the Pro Circuit. Winner, Scott Picklick. So now we're going to go on the Bass Pro Tour and announce the winner there. Go to Leagues. Go to Beat Hellabass. Mark Blackstead, congratulations. You had a good year. Held off Shane and a few others. So you are a winner. Gift card, get a hold of me because I have no way to DM you. So watch. Hopefully, you're part of the. You're here, or you're watching, getting the replay. And then we'll go to the predictor game. Oops. And go into the leagues. And Mike Jackson. We actually tied Billy Johnson, but I'm assuming some kind of tiebreaker, some answers, Mike Jackson wins. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to have to go with MLF. Chris, you were close. I saw you in chat. You made, you, you got within a couple questions here at the end, so nice job. 
Bob Pisano in the mix. He's a regular. So several familiar names. So do you guys, if you know who you are, get a hold of me. Email richardrichlinger.com. DM me Instagram, Hellabass, Facebook. Leave a comment in the video, something. Get a hold of me so you can get your Super K gift card. So those that didn't win Super K gift cards or Omni gift cards, you can use the discount codes and you're still a winner. Um, and uh, there's one more gift card. I'm going to give it away tonight in the member stream. So later on tonight, um, you still have a chance for the member stream. So there is that. All right. So that's the gift card stuff. Uh, yeah. Workmanlike effort, Chris, in your first year. Bigger and better things. What's up, White Whale? All right, so we can cross that off the list. Um, do want to thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream. And speaking of which, the Arsenal Fall Brawl is tomorrow on East and West Rush, and I'll be up there fishing. So we got at least one more tournament video coming for you guys that like tournament videos on the channel. So there is that. Uh, see what else. While we're waiting for Gabe, should we pop this? Does anybody want to see what I bought? Some tackle. I actually stopped by there today on my lunch break, and I got some Bassman spinner baits because spinner baits can be good in the fall. And then I grabs. I tried a few different. I got like some different small swim bait heads for throwing small swim baits in the fall, just to try them out. But those are up in the boat. But, uh, this is something that I ordered. From their uh, moving sale, right? So Omni is moving buildings to a bigger building so they can uh, get more inventory and stock more SKUs. So if you're looking for more stuff to buy at Omnia in a bigger selection, they are moving basically November 1st into a new building. So they're trying to like, if you, if you wonder why they're like some things are not restocking right now, it's because they're trying to lower their inventory so they can move and then they'll blow it back up so that's what's happening so they had some sales hopefully you guys saw some of that in your email boxes where they were doing some 20 percent off 25 percent off for premium members um and uh so they had some moving sales so they had some stuff that was actually in the bargain bin or the uh let's actually get a got a nice little joe said thank you for your order good luck on the water so i did get a, a note this week but uh, so they had Shooter already on sale in the code stack. So I got some 16-pound Sunline Shooter. I want to say these spools are like a regular 150 bucks. I ended up getting them for like 74 for 660 yards. So I thought that was a pretty good deal. So I got some 16 and 18-pound Shooter. I also got some boat snacks for free. So uh, a lot of their orders right now, they're throwing in free beef jerky, which is a nice little plus because who doesn't love some good beef jerky in the boat? Um, AJ, they do. I believe if you send them a message or call them, they typically price match most places. Uh, from their current location, I want to say they're just like five minutes north is what they told me. I don't know the... This hat is bothering me. Something does this? Does anybody realize why I don't make visors? Like I make visors. Like this thing just does not fit my head at all. Um, yeah, the Bassman spinnerbaits are legit. 
That is an unfortunate thing. Pike do like to eat swim jigs. What are we talking about for what, Jordan? Are you talking about for the membership, or what are you talking about? Should have picked somebody else in a different bucket, like Ike. I know what was the pick that was it was Steve Kennedy. He should have zigzagged on Kennedy. Oh yeah, I forgot to look at the open. Pangers in eighth. So from BTL, Pangers in eighth. That's awesome. Hopefully you still got a shot to win. All right. Yeah. And then the other thing I grabbed, the line was the bulk of it. There's a little card saying my free beef steak. And then uh, this is one thing that I've just been meaning to try here is uh, I ordered a pack of the Magic Worms from Roboworms. So they've been out for a little while. But the color that I wanted to try was out of stock. So I finally ordered these, which is kind of like, so this is, if you don't know, this is a uh, collaboration with Roboworm, where basically Roboworm is making them, but they're branded and marketed and sold by Missile Base. So they're poured from the same technology as Roboworms with a slightly different design. You know, a little bit of a ribbed design versus, you know, a little bit more aggressive kind of ribs. So I got that flat body. So it's that open pour technology, similar content salt, but then, you know, custom colors for missile and it's custom shape. So not cheap. I want to say they're like 10 bucks for a bag of worms, but I think you get 14. This is called missile morning. So I don't know that it'll be something I'll be throwing this fall, but something I'll throw in the boat for drop shotting next year. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I expect them to be pretty good, but so they're expensive, but I believe I want to say they have a lot more worms for bag than the robo worms does. So that's what's up with those. That's it was a small order, but not a cheap order because those spools of line were definitely not cheap, but investing in, I really want to get away from, the 200-yard spools, I feel like I waste a lot of lines. So I want to go to more 600-yard-plus spools. Um, well, that's, yeah, four, that's one fish on Hartwell for sure. Um, Yeah, it seems a little thin for jigworm, but you could try it. You all stretched out? You warmed up down there? Thumbs up? You ready? You got to... Yeah, what's going on, Gabe? Not much, man. How you doing? Not much. I think I got some of the housekeeping out of the way. The only thing left is to get rid of this hat and make it into a visor. But uh, I like that hat, dude. It's, looks looks good. Yeah, it doesn't really fit my head though. Like it's like I put it on my head, and literally my daughter laughed at me. So so you just have you always worn a visor? Is that just from a long a time? Yeah, ever since my head became on. so ginormous that normal hats didn't fit it. Huh. Is it be is it because your brain is just so well, I don't think that's it. I just think I have a tall and wide head. Right. Todd says, What's up, Gabe? Hey man, what's up? So we're gonna What about sunglasses? Do you have to have a wider frame sunglasses? Yeah, they're pretty wide. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you're new to, to visor making one thing you might do is take a visor you have and like use it to like trace and like 
use it as kind of a guide or a stencil. But if you've done enough of them, you can usually freehand it. Yeah, you only get one shot at it. Well, you can. So if you're nervous, right, you can always take less and then keep trimming. But once you go <laughs> too far, it's hard to put it back. Yeah. Be uh, duct tape and super glue involved. Yeah. So we'll just uh, get your favorite Arsenal battle braid scissors and you just start start hacking away. You just go with, it's like rigging a uh an elastic. You have to go with confidence and swiftness. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. look at that. Just like that, boom, live. That's awesome. And we you can, can put that with other we can, we can throw this in with the giveaway tonight. So whoever wins the uh so later on, Gabe, I don't know I mentioned I'm gonna have the members only tonight. This this will be part of the members only giveaway tonight. We'll just nice. go ahead and throw that in there for a little extra juice, a little little uh luck i think there's a is there a jewish holiday coming up soon it might there might be i feel in. like i did need to take us a smidge off this here but it was pretty close there we go feeling good now you look good man so tomorrow i need to have a visor ready because this boat this tournament has more than 30 boats in it so it's eligible eligible for camus cash so if we bring out the win i gotta get a picture in my camus hat Where's the derby at? Uh, East-West Rush, which is, oh, basically I would say an hour northeast of where you and I fished, so other side of the cities. Okay. Probably almost like straight east of Mille Lacs, maybe a little bit south. East-West? East, a little bit south okay. of Mille Lacs. Gotcha. How big a super chat would you need to cut your hat into a visor? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it ain't happening. There's no. no amount of super chat that you would cut that into a visor. I'm just not a visor guy. I mean, oh. um, I don't know. I, I think at one time I got like a free FLW visor, probably like 20 years ago, and I rocked that for a few months. But I've always just been a hat guy. Well, if somebody wants me to sign it, I surely will. I think. Carol was the one that got the last one I caught, uh, caught live on the. What is this? Oh, show. So we have fish in the southeast. Is this like a a mocking channel, or do you like? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is what happens. I this follows you everywhere. Mm. Hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know we got a little bit of that in the last stream, but it kind of it petered out. You just never know what's going to happen when you Rusty, go live. This, but this right here i always fish with my hood up anyways kind of like doesn't matter if you're follically challenged or not mm -hmm. you're here yeah i'm with you rusty all right i think i'm caught up here dude i was editing a while ago went on a trip my buddy Doug to Wapapello. It was a couple, three weeks ago. It was before my um, BFL on Kentucky Lake. And I had all these cards, all these SD cards had had like footage on them. And so I was trying to clean some up just so I could take with me to uh, 
actually it was I had the Kentucky Lake stuff on there. It was actually Lake of the Ozarks. I was trying to clean up some stuff before I yeah. went to Lake of the Ozarks BFL. And I was just trying to open up a couple cards. I ended up having to buy three, like 256 gig. But somehow during all that mess and that hurry, I got the handheld footage from the trip with Doug. I got the chesty footage from the trip with Doug, but I deleted the pole cam footage and I don't know mm. how I did it. So I was sitting down to do this video all ago and um, there's no like pole cam footage. So it's like, Dang, I had, you know, I kind of had an idea of what I was wanting to do in my head. And so it's just going to be like chesty and handheld, which it'll be fine. But you get that third angle and you can really, you know, you can really spice up the video. But it's just then I'm, then I'm like looking through all my cards. I know they're, I know it's not on there, but I'm going through every single SD card again just to make sure. And I'm looking behind your computer and I'm looking on the floor and I just deleted them. You know, just yeah, I, uh, <laughs> A slightly different story, but just today I was like prepping my cards for tomorrow <laughs> for my tournament. So I was, and I was like, I already done my Big Stone Basshead tournament. And I was looking, when I was making the video, I was looking for my chesty. So what I've been doing is like running one battery worth of chesty in the morning just to front load the video with the extra angle. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I don't mess with it during the tournament. Right. Like after the first chesty battery goes dead, I don't worry about changing it or anything. And uh, so I, th- I thought I did, but I also knew sometimes I was, there was one day I was having trouble with like the battery. I put a fresh battery in, but maybe that battery was bad or something. And so I thought, oh, maybe I just actually didn't, maybe that was one of those days that I just got frustrated and just put it in and didn't record it because I thought I looked for it. But then when I was going through my Baconia footage today, for my chest, I was like, oh, there it was in the middle. <laughs> like, oh. Other stuff. I was like, oh, I did have it. But I just had to delete it all because I'd already made that video. So Yeah. Um, and there yeah. was one time I, uh, I had a really good day fishing with my buddy Aaron, like last summer or the summer before. And uh, we were on a really good flipping bite. And I was on the front deck and I was changing my chesty. And I like dropped the card right in the water. <laughs> It's easy. So I had all the dash cam footage or whatever, or the Yolo Tech or whatever I was using that day, but it was windy and you couldn't hear anything. So I, there were a lot of good fish catches, but you couldn't hear anything. So yeah, um, yeah. My my sometimes my chest camera or even the rear camera will get hot, and it'll say SD card error and it'll shut down. Basically, it'll just kind of freeze up. So you have to take it out and open it up and pull the battery out and just you know kind of re- do a little reboot. But I'll I'll leave it in the case and I'll just kind of fold it over and i'm taking i'm taking a risk because as i'm pulling it out if it slips it's going right in the drink there's no stopping it and i know that's going to happen someday so i need to i need to practice like actually taking it off and putting it in the center of the boat before i mess with it because you know at least at at bare minimum i'm going to lose my sd card just like you did um what's up dark man big dobbins fan um so rusty says did it take a while to get are you asking is it get used to fishing with the chess camera um i don't it doesn't really bother me fishing with the chess camera uh i don't forget do you use this do you use the the strap for chessy or do you use the snap mount i use them both i um you turned me on to that snap mount i use that when i've got like a hoodie on but yeah. in the in the summer i just use the chesty um and it's you get used to it. It's just like, I guess it's like wearing a bra or something. I think the only thing is you kind of need to like, well, one thing I do is I cheat my chesty up a little higher, especially with the snap mount. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like if it's down real low, then it tends to get into your like range of motion here. So I like to 
keep it a little higher. Um, and then like, yeah, a lot, you still end up like usually on a hook set, you come across, like, it's like you're, when you're editing, it's like crack when you hit the, yeah. <laughs> the rod, butt on the, the, uh, um, but other than that, and then I think maybe you just like, instead of fighting your fish, like up here, you just kind of like slightly off to the side. So your hands aren't just like right in front of it. Yeah. But, you get used to it pretty quick. It just takes a couple times. It's a little bit awkward, especially in the, in the summertime. But like you said earlier, it's, the, it's the worth biggest thing is getting over the mental thing of wearing a chesty. Yeah. You like, got to use people it. looking at me like I'm dumb. And then, yeah. Yep. That's how it is when I'm, I'm doing tournaments, when I'm shooting tournaments and, uh, I, I go to the weigh-in and I'm like, probably the only guy that has a chess cam, oddly enough, a lot of guys do video, but they, it's just on their boat. They leave it in the boat and they don't do the chest. And I'm just like walking around with this chesty. I'm used well, to the it chesty now. is the key to good audio. I agree. hundred percent. Um, good reminder, John, it doesn't cost any of you anything to just gently smash that thumbs up. Real soft. Like this little tap, tappy, tap, tap. Tappy, tappy. Um, this is a good question. I don't know. Faith first. Uh, welcome. I first time I remember seeing you on the channel. Um, so welcome tonight, but he says any, so one thing I like to do because the, I use a GoPro four for my chest mount because it's light, but the way I have it housed with the skeleton, it's not real easy to get that open and change the battery. So before I wore out the port on it, what I did is I would keep one of these lithium packs and I put it in my pocket or my hoodie and then basically just plug it in. To my gopro so there would just be like a little like this would just be here slipped in here and then i just have a short little two foot cord plugged into my gopro for my chesty and then i could run it for as long as i want but now it's gotten old enough that it just it doesn't keep contact <laughs> the, mm. the charging port's worn out so now if i want to do it i have to change batteries um one thing that i have found is that i'll keep like this little thing uh which i'll like i can charge like three or four batteries at a time for my gopro and i'll just bring this with and then if i want i can also plug this into one of these battery packs and it'll like i can cycle through and by the time i get to the third one the first one will be charged again too so there are some options for a chesty but getting one of these like 15 20 lithium like 800 1500 amp hour um is a good way if you just want to slip one of those in your pocket to keep your chesty charged yep and i think they also make uh a housing with an extended battery too is that what you use i forget no i i do the same thing you do i have a power pack um, in my pocket and I just run that cord up the inside of my shirt and it's uh, all day power. I've got a bit, a little bit bigger one. The one I've got, it's made by anchor. It's a anchors. They make some pretty good stuff. I've got yeah. a Bluetooth speaker by them. It's been good. It's, I think it's like 26,000 mega amp hours or milliamp hours, but it lasts like three days. Yeah. Three, I probably days. do have enough for a blooper reel, Chris, but what I do is I end up just clipping those and then it usually put them as a, like a TikTok or a Instagram reel. Yeah, the one where you almost fell in the lake. <laughs> I saw that one. But Glue Stick's role was just so graceful. It was just you just accepted beautiful. it. He didn't fight it. He just like it was perfect. Yeah, fish in the southeast. If you're getting that message when your cards get corrupted, um, after you finish footage, reformat the card every time you put it in there. So like, if you go to the menus. You can reformat the card, and that usually takes care of that. But what I've done is I have, like, two different types of SD cards. They're slightly different. And I use one. One is formatted for my chesty, and one is formatted for my other one. So one's a GoPro 4, that one's a GoPro 9. That seems to have, like, minimized my SD card errors and corruption. But 
I've watched some channels of people that do a lot of film stuff that use them a lot. And they said, if you reformat every time you dump your card, when you first put it in your camera, that will almost eliminate any kind of card errors. Ooh. Yeah, I looked at those. I haven't ordered one of the Dobbs in the grip. How do you like it, Grat? Uh... Um, I got a nine and I typically film at 1080. My computer can't probably <laughs> edit at 4k. Maybe when I get my dedicated editing machine this uh, winter, maybe I'll dabble with some 4k. Yeah, I do 2.7. That's because you got a fancier computer than me. Yeah, it's nice. Um, difference. I would, if I could find a lighter version of a GoPro, I might do the hat. I know they had like the session for a while, but I never got one of those. So maybe, um, but like a full size GoPro to me is just too heavy to wear on a hat. I tried it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Cypress, Cypress Hill. Yeah. White. Well, that was my fault. Sorry. Beauty baby thumb smash. All right. So we were going to talk frozen here. Hope yeah, it's good now. Else. It's good now. I'm, I'm watching it over here on the TV, but it froze up for a little bit, but we're back. Oh, my gosh. Look at me. My kids must be streaming like 17 things upstairs. Yeah, it's tricky. I have to unplug mine from my main computer for some reason. It sucks all the juice, and it won't It won't let me get a good Wi-Fi signal. How bad were we? How long were we gone? My goodness. I don't think that long, like 30 seconds or something. I had to reboot my stream over here, but we're we're rolling now. Uh, all right. Yeah, you still need a certain amount of computer, but yeah, we'll talk about it. But I don't think most people came here to talk about GoPros and computer editing. Let's give it a whirl, David. Um, I'll trade you for some fishing stuff. Um, so what I guess just to start out, what is the uh, what what are the fish doing by you? Are you fall? Are you fall transition? What what so Gabe's down in southeast Missouri, western Illinois, dabbles with Kentucky Lake area. That's kind of your your region. Yeah. Uh, what what are the what, what's what would you how would you label the stage in the beginning of October for you? Um I'd say it is still kind of fall transition. I went yesterday and the water temps were 70 in the morning but i saw 73 in the afternoon we've had we've had like two weeks of lows in the high 40s and low 50s and then highs like in the 70s sun full sunshine we haven't had hardly any rain in the last month and a half but it's been cool temperatures and it's it's cooled the water temp down quite a bit but it's still they're still not in i always look for that grass bite this time of year a lot of the lakes we have around here um have pretty good milfoil and coontail mats that's that are really there right now they're they got the little tassels on them they're topping out and the baits starting to come into the grass but the bass there's still enough bait out deeper that the majority of the bass haven't made it in i caught about 10 yesterday on a frog which was fun nice. and i went a week before and i only caught two so in just a week i've noticed that some fish have started to move into the grass and um that that's getting ready to break open i mean i it could really happen any day as long as these temperatures stay 
you know, stay down. We got a cold front moving through right now. It's supposed to be like 38 degrees in the morning. And then the following day is supposed to be uh, 40 something in the morning. So that, that could be that little snap that really pushes, you know, the bait, more of the bait in the grass and, and some more of the bass in the grass, but we're kind of still transition. It's spotty. I mean, I talked to a couple guys that were on the lake, the same lake I was on yesterday. One guy's a good fisherman. He caught two fish, he caught two bass. Hmm. And the week before, actually like three or four days before that, he had caught 10 or 12 with a couple, you know, four pounders. So it's just spotty. He was doing the same thing. Um, it's just, uh, it's just kind of hit and miss right now, but I do believe it'll get consistent. I, I'm also with that grass thing. I always, I also look for uh, that little bit of an offshore stuff that happens because our fish will move up shallow, but a lot of them will move really deep once that thermocline kind of breaks up. Right. They can kind of do whatever they want. And there's a good offshore bite that happens with like a, you know, an, an underspin or a swim bait or something like that. So it's right there. It's like really, really close. What What about you? What's going on up in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I think we're we're a little bit ahead of you. I think we've I think we're finally past that transition where we're starting to get going here. I don't know what the water temp. I mean, like on Malax, the water temp was high fifties, low sixties last Saturday and Sunday. Oh wow! Yeah, you're way ahead. Um, and Darius uh, says they're all scattered on Kentucky right now. But uh, so I haven't been out on a small lake, but yeah, it was mid to high 30s this morning. Tomorrow morning, and it's gonna be 33 when I get up. Um, so I expect I'm hoping for good things tomorrow. I, I like, like, usually, I mean, very perennially, first weekend in October for us, that's when that fall bite really starts. Most years felt a little warm coming in the last weekend, but we've had pretty cool weather. Like, last not this past week, but the week before, we had Indian summer, like, it was 80. 90 degrees for a couple days and then it kind of dipped down again and now it's been kind of like highs in the 60s and 70s lows in the 40s and 50s so i think we're we're getting right about where we need to be ouch (laughs) (laughs) getting all the luck dustin yeah we lost we took a big hit we lost like uh 30 40 we lost half our viewers during that little uh, laps there. Looks like we were down for a couple minutes, maybe. That's weird. Okay. I couldn't tell over here. Didn't seem like it was that long. Time flies when you're having fun. AJ says 37 here in Nebraska. So, yeah, I'm excited. Like tomorrow morning, I got, I think my very, I mean, like, I think I got five, six, five rods on the deck. Three, it sounds jig. <laughs> uh, buzz bait. Chatterbait. Frog. Oh, and I got like a Texas rig for flipping in case it's more like grass clumpy stuff, a little bit heavier Texas rig that I can like flip into thicker stuff. Do you have a chance to pre-fish? No. This is the third third year in a row I fish this tournament and I've never pre-fished for it. And it's not a lake I fish regularly. (laughs) But I mean, I kind of like, I don't know. I do pick basically a really similar thing when we get to this time of year. And I'm going to fish shallow, hard cover and uh, fish for five good bites all day. Like, mm-hmm. and when it happens, I'll have 20 to 24 and I'll win the tournament. If it's just okay, I'll usually cash a check. And even if it's not great, I still usually like have a pretty, you know, I mean, like the past two years, I've like, 
won the gift pack that didn't get paid and then like the first place out of the gift pack. So uh, maybe this is the year where it comes together in this tournament. But I've had other tournaments in other lakes where like run in that pattern um, and, uh, you know, stick to that plan. I mean, and I mix in the buzz bait for, you know, more random fish and the chatter bait. So if that doesn't go in, I'll bounce out and fish more of that mid-depth grass and things like that. Um, white whales going, going big or go home. But the, it's, to me, it's a time of year to get simple. Like, I don't need, like, it's like the least complicated time of the year. Um, I would say typically on most water, I tend to go, sometimes I'll bulk up my bladed jig, but tomorrow I actually went with a smaller half ounce, but I went with a little bit, I went with like a three and a half inch tactical minnow, so the four and a half inch. But if I was like on Big Stone or Okaboji, I would absolutely bulk up. <laughs> um so it depends on the lake. 40 yeah, boats is not a real big lake. Easy. And the chatterbait's kind of my secondary thing. So I kind of went a little smaller with my trailer. Because I feel like if I'm fishing the chatterbait, I'm probably struggling uh, in, in this particular scenario. But, you know, the buzzbait, that's a, you know, three-eighths, half-ounce, full-size buzzbait with a hammer craw on it. Pretty big profile. The frog. Most of the other stuff I'm fishing is a pretty big profile. So... Yeah. How about you? Are you? I feel like where you are, you got gizzard shads. Yep. It's time all about upsizing to me in the fall with gizzard shads. Yeah, it's just almost exclusively gizzard shad. There's a few threadfin in some of these lakes around here, but they were right there on that borderline where they don't survive a lot. So it's it's mainly sure. a gizzard shad. But yeah, with me, I'm if I'm seeing a lot of small stuff, I'm gonna kind of downsize. And if I start seeing those bigger six seven eight inch gizzard shad up there shallow they look like little little wolf packs of bluegill a lot of times you'll just you'll mm-hmm. kind of flush them out and like the first time you see them you think they're bluegill then you start seeing some more and you're like no those aren't bluegill those are you know those are big old shad you start seeing that yeah it's time to upsize but i need a little wind for me just a little bit of wind to feel comfortable throwing the the chatter bait that's just me personally but i'll yeah. throw like a swim jig if it's kind of slick and calm yeah for sure and- same concept just a. Uh, Three eighths to half ounce with a, a lot of times I use that little skinny dipper, especially with the swim jig. Um, I've been throwing, I don't even know what I have. I brought some, just some bait I got laid out here. And uh, yeah, I've just got a little, it's like a little Kai tech or something on this little bladed jig that I've been throwing around. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I've, I definitely got a quarter ounce Super K swim jig in the rod locker. And so, to keep the deck clean in the morning, I just have my three eight ounce jig, and I have like I'll probably have like a speed craw or a helicraw or a, you know a menace scrub or something on it in the morning. And so I'll be skipping and flipping hard cover, and then I'll swim, you know, between docks and throw out every now and then. But if I start getting more bites moving that jig, then I'll dig out the swim jig and maybe even switch to it. So I kind of like just keep it honest with you know my regular flipping jig and swimming it because you you can swim a regular jig. <laughs> yes um but if they're really good on that bite and they feel like that's the bite then i will pick up the swim jig for sure yeah i like the kamikaze big bite it's a good it's a good I, there are times when i use that for sure yeah i bought i picked up a few packs of those recently yeah we could i don't know if you guys are like us we could all use some rain around here we've had one rain event in the last month and a half i think it was like a two-day rain event I heard on the radio like a week ago, like the last Friday, they're like, this was the driest 
September in Minnesota in 90 years since they kept records. We got 0.23 oh, yeah. inches of rain in Minnesota in September all month. Jeez. I don't know what it is around here, but we're probably not too terribly far behind you. It's been just, just been bad, really rough. All right. Everybody's allergies have been so horrible because everything is just so dry. There's all that pollen, that pollen stuff floating around in the air. And uh, we just need some moisture to knock it down. Uh, my frog setup is a 7.3 mag heavy Dobbins 7.35 straight 65 pound braid, and I like the seven to one, eight to one reel. I've been using the Daiwa Coastal. I would assume you're slightly different brand and models, but similar setup. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I just got a seven foot six. Uh, the Lose Custom Light is a. Actually, I bought this guy this from a guy here locally he bought it he didn't like it because he was trying to flip with it it's a, it's a seven foot six it's a little bit heavy and he, i bought it from him for like 80 bucks and it's a killer frog slash toad rock but 50 pound test and i just gotta lose just to lose a tournament pro i've had this reel for like 14 years and it just keeps going but uh i've been th- have you thrown these yet that that spro i have frog? i, I like them uh i try to pre-mend it the weight uh huh. I noticed super glue actually tends to eat. Seems like it eats the frog. So, but mend it kind of creates a little bit of gooiness to help. But even so, sometimes that'll get you ten fish. Sometimes it'll get you three fish. But like, if you don't glue it at all, sometimes you won't even get a fish before that weight falls out. Have you lost a weight in them? Every one. Are you serious? Yeah. I and mean, I've caught, dude. I've caught probably like, I've caught like fifty or sixty fish on this one frog, and I have not lost a weight in it. And the black frog that I just showed you, it's the same way. I've caught a bunch mm-hmm. of them. I just used, I think I just used some kind of super glue. I don't know what it was, but it didn't seem to bother. It put a it put a nice little kind of seal around it, hmm. and so far, I mean, the one yeah, I, I glue I use is called fishing glue, and it didn't seem to like that one. Hmm. I just used I used JB Weld super glue, their version of a super glue, whatever it's called, and it seemed to be okay. But yeah, I've had good luck with this. These hooks are stupid sharp too. I, I actually poked my. I was lipping a bass yesterday that I caught on the on this actual frog here, and uh, you know, I it, it was hooked kind of strange. And when I when I pinched it, it, the hook went through the hook point went through my thumb, and I just hmm. bleeding all over the carpet. But yeah, it's a cool toad. I mean, I, I like it. It it's very rarely I lose the weight because of a fish <laughs> on that particular frog. Huh. I don't know on a cast. Anything else I, I love or? about it though, like it's a sweet. And then you just have to remember you need you need a separate box for those frogs. Yes, that's the downside. They do not mix with other frogs or any kind of plastics. You also can't like you know like a regular frog. You can just throw it in that pile in your boat like to dry out with the other stuff. Yep, can't do that with that frog. <laughs> nope, it's the same as the Z-Man stuff. It'll eat your stuff for sure. So you, I need to because like all I have is big boxes, and I definitely don't have like enough of those frogs to fill. I need to order like a, you know, like that. Um, six one. by nine inch instead of the 10 by 14 inch for those frogs yeah yeah i got a little index card holder like something you would just get in the school supplies section and i just throw these in there okay that's all i've got like five or six of them just laying in that little. Uh, just like a little box. like a recipe box type yeah thing. like a recipe box yep yeah. that uh that stanley top toads similar to this but you don't have to worry about a weight falling out I like this no because you don't lose the boot. 
you know, the, the top toad, it'll, they'll, they'll snatch that little boot off, but this is the last tech. So you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. No, thanks. I don't need $50 for frogs. I'll just use 3,700s <laughs> cheap know. boxes for frogs. Stuff's nice, but you got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> Jesus. Like I said, I've never caught a bass on a tackle box. So until I do, I'm going to keep spending eight or nine bucks on tackle boxes instead of right. 40 or 50. This frog skips too. Really Not well. bad. Yeah. I think, I think it does a really good job. It does skip. kind of, I mean, it casts pretty well, but it will kind of like those legs will like, it's hard to like yeah. pinpoint, pinpoint it yeah. like a, like a regular frog. Cause it will like, it almost like a buzz bait blade. It'll, they'll kind of catch a little bit of air, but mm-hmm. I have never thrown the Vega frog. I don't know. Have you tried it? No, I have not. I have not heard particularly great reviews about it from non Sixth Sense staffers, so I haven't really tried it. What about this frog? Have you thrown this one? <laughs> no, but I do have uh, the baby version to throw in the giveaway box tonight. Nice. Thanks to Catchco. So I got some of these from a guy who was selling all his tackle, and I mm-hmm. bought a frog box. And there is a bunch of these. I like this color. It's bone, which you don't see that in a frog that often. And this is their popping version. And I, I just, I hadn't taken it out and tried it. And I took it out a couple of days ago. I think it was last week or something. And for a popping frog, it walk, it walks really well. It casts really well. Now the hookup, it's kind of like the, um, oh, it's kind of like the spro, like the bronze eye. The, the hook is about the same, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But I didn't really, I got some bites on it, but I didn't really get some committed bites. They were just kind of, they kind of snubbed it and kind of washed it. So I don't know about the hookup, but as far as the, as far as a walking frog, I was, I mean, I was kind of impressed. I might want to boil it maybe. I'm thinking about boiling it for like 15, 20 seconds to soften it up slightly. But I got a whole box of them and I, I thought, well, I need to try them. So, so those would be great frogs when you come up and visit me on the cross and you need to practice <laughs> dog and the pike and the dogfish are just chewing through your frogs, just let them eat. Um, I have not tried the striking skipping buzz. Um, I don't have any problems just skipping my regular buzz baits when I put toads and hammer crows on them, to be honest, but uh, Frank says Spro will replace them. Okay. I'll have to, I got, I got some to send them. Good to know. Good winter project. Uh, White Whale says he's going to pass on future edge boxes. This seems like there's a story behind this, AJ. Um, waterproof boxes are nice when you have to use them as a paddle. Somebody forgot their paddle or the paddle <laughs> fell out of the kayak or the canoe or whatever. Or the trolling motor batteries went dead. That's probably what I have not bought any of the Berkeley jigs, but I did get a couple slobber knockers, which have a similar skirt on them. And the skirts, when I definitely opened them up, were definitely, like, super matted. I felt like I had to really, like, comb them and pull them out to get that power paint skirt to separate, but I haven't fished them yet. Me either. I haven't bought any. Probably won't buy any. <laughs> Not a lot of fans of the Vega Frog, so... Oh, so what, uh, yeah, so my, my, my go-to in the fall is always going to be like, I'm always going to have a jig on the deck, sometimes two jigs, usually a three eighths and a half ounce. Usually my three eighths, I'll have a little bit of a finessier, like speed craw menace grub on it. And then my half ounce jig will typically have like a chigger craw or a 
spicy beaver or something with a little more flap and a little more like right so like something that's going to move more water potentially if they, if they seem like they're really eating the jig i'll put that half that three eighths down and go to the half and even move more water and be more aggressive um so that that's always a big thing for me jig wise um there you go that's the story have you tried the yum crawl, crawl chunk it's made by Yum. Yeah. Is that I the new version? Like I used to love the old, just the old Yum chunk. No, the crawl chunk. I know. Okay. I don't feel like I've fished any crawl chunks since they went away from their old Yum chunk, which was one of my favorites. Okay. Well, it's a good one right now, this time of year. It moves a pretty good amount of water. Like that 3.25 is good for your smaller jigs, and they have a 3.75, which is really just doing all this. It's great for swimming a jig too, like a like a football jig. So two jigs, three eighths and a half, you said. Yeah. Well, look at here's Patel. Um, I called him, and I'm supposed to get back with him Monday. I'm going lithium, Rich. I'm going lithium. I my live scope battery has been dead the last three times. It just it's been going dead within a couple hours. I had a lead acid battery and it's not very old live scope. It just, it wreaks havoc on batteries. And Jonathan, the guy battle fishing is, is uh, the dude that's on here with me on the live streams. And he just went lithium. We've been talking about it for a while. It's a big investment. You're going lithium just for your electronics or just for your live scope. Dedicated? No, but I'm going to trolling motor batteries. I have, you know, 24 volt and then I'm going live scope and all the electronics so three batteries all together and a charger i gotta get a three bank lithium charger so i'm going 250 amps for the 24 volt trolling motor and then a 125 for everything else in the boat so yeah i, I got to it's it's ridiculous i've been thinking about it for so long but i think the benefits outweigh the price especially since i fish out of a 16 foot john boat and weight is very very important in a john boat I'm going to lose probably 80 pounds by going that route. And uh, yeah, there you go. Actually, I did get it. I I, I, had, I definitely bought one pack because they're not like new. They've been out for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. They've been out for a while. That green pumpkin purple is a really good color. Oh, yeah, this probably is my favorite color. Yeah, that 3.25. And then do they have the 3.75, the bigger one? Yeah, three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Yeah, so they got all kinds of anomnia if anybody wants to grab some. Yeah, they're good chunks if you guys want to try a different chunk. It's like the three and a quarter, a little more sold out than the. But. Uh, and the go. price points really good on them. Especially if you use this code down here. There you go. Get you <laughs> more. Good price and even better with the code. But yeah, so I'm going to make that jump here. I think I'm going to call the, call the guy Monday. I, I've. I, uh, I've, I've been running, so I, last year I ran two lithiums for my 80-pound Ultrax the last half to third of the year. I kept those two, and then I added one, so I'm running three lithiums for my trolling motor in the canvas. Um, What's your thoughts on them so far? Um, they're great. They definitely, at least on like an Ultrax, they definitely like, I feel like I get more thrust. Like on high in the morning, they definitely feel like they kick out more like your high is higher mm -hmm. uh, and they stay that way all day until they don't. Um, I had some issues in my old boat 
because I had some standalone chargers. I don't think were perfect fit for them. So I don't think they always got charged correctly. So there was a couple times that I ran them completely dead or one of them completely dead in my old boat. And when that happens, your trolling motor shuts off and you're dead in the water. Yeah. Um, but in my new boat with three of them in a proper Minn Kota precision charger, I've ran multiple days and never ran out. So, um, yeah, so, the charger yeah, overall pretty impressed with them. And obviously they're, <laughs> if you ever do have to do something, they're so nice to take in and out. Like you just like, re, like they weigh like 24 pounds. You just take it. Like, it's like so easy to manage if you need to do something with, uh, Oh, Chuck grabbed himself some. Have you tried these? I was just showing these off earlier. I, I finally bought a bag of these. Have you? Have you? No, uh, I haven't bought any yet. Yeah, I like them. I don't, I don't know if I'll use them before next year or not, but I did buy a pack to try. They're kind of pricey, aren't they? Well, so you have a separate. Are you saying you have three lithiums, Andy? One for each graph. Hopefully, they're small lithiums and not. Because <laughs> I was assuming if you're running one graph reach, you can probably get away with what, like a thirty or forty amp. Lithium for each one, I would imagine. Probably a 20 amp. Yeah. You people got some edge chunks or EGU chunks. Um, currently, mine are, I got them through Dobbins. It's not one of the like super well known. It's like I don't remember. Was it, was it Ionic? No. Okay. That's the brand I'm going with. I've had a lot. I've heard a lot of good stuff about Ionic. He's got two thirty amps and one twelve and a half. Okay. Yeah, mine is life. Life Gill, Gill Light. She's like G-Y-L. Yeah, I don't know. It's... it's like G-Y-L-L. Hmm. Yeah, they look like this. Yeah, that's a new one to me. I haven't seen that. I like the Bluetooth technology. I don't know that they... I'm not sure if they have... I didn't even look. My new one may have it, but my old ones definitely don't. But It's great for figuring out if you left something on. Something's drawing a little bit off that battery. You just pull up that phone app and you can tell. I have not tried the Missile Crop either. I know some people like them for finesse jigs and things like that, or like the micro jigs, but I have not. I haven't. I haven't either. There's so many plastics out there to try. I've got half of them in my boat right now. Faith says uh, he doesn't feel like his net big pocket chunks don't hold up as well as they used to. Hmm. Yeah, they. I have heard that. Like graphs, like. 
like they definitely you can definitely go higher than 12 volt for some of these graphs and they actually like thrive on it um that's what i was thinking jj i think my new one probably does but i don't even think i even looked at it because i didn't put them in i had in tune drop them in oh yeah i never caught a lot of fish on the baby guido but my dad and i used to wreck shop on the original og guido bug did you ever throw the guido bug back in the day yeah yeah i did i did black and blue um, yeah. the pumpkin and then the electric blue just we used to catch so many fish on those did you ever throw the salt I, crawl the gene there was salt crawl yeah i mean i definitely caught fish in the salt crawl but not i used to use that more as a jig trailer yeah whereas the guido bug i would throw more as a texas rig that zoom critter crawls similar. similar yeah and honestly looking back at that thing that thing had no action it was basically a ned it was. It's just a pro, just a profile just sitting there. There's a company called Ledge Rock Lures that got some of the original molds, I think, from Guido. And I think they make the Guido bug or a version of it that looks really similar. They're out of the Ozarks area. I haven't tried any of the new stuff, but I got some of the old jars still floating around. I bought a I bought a bottle of it last year. It's great in the winter. What's that? Is it so you tried them, the new ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I caught some fish on them. Just got to make sure you take them off your hook and put them back in the bottle. Or you may not ever be able to get them off. I used to like to throw them, actually, any time of the year. If I knew, I know I remember one tournament, a state tournament on Leech Lake, where it's like Leech Lake is all reeds, rice. Like, you can literally lock a jig in your hand and just flip that thing all day long. Like... And so I did that in a state tournament. It wasn't especially cold or anything, but I knew that jig was going to stay wet. And it was basically for me an efficiency thing that I knew if I put a pork chunk out in the morning, I could literally flip that jig all day long and yep. never mess with the trailer one time, which means I was going to make more presentations into more holes. Um, so there are times if I really know that I'm going to lock that jig in there, I will do that. Yeah, Faith First is talking about big bite baits and cream are underrated too, just because they're cheaper. Their price points. It's like $2.99 for a bag on almost all their stuff. Blake says, uh, any table rock tips for October? Yeah. Don't you just throw uh, a whopper flopper and a buzzbait all day out there? You can. There, I think the rock crawlers start coming back into play. Or the Wiggle War, whichever one you like. Uh, Series 3 by Strike King. They're all they all kind of cover that similar area. Um, there's, you're going to get a deep bite too that starts happening out there deep. If you're a live scoper, you can chase those those deeper schools. Um, the red fin is another one, like a wake bait over those treetops can mm-hmm. be really good. That stuff that's sitting out off the bank and jig. You know, you got a lot in play. It depends. And, and the cool thing about Table Rock is you can go out and you can fish the main lake where the water's 14, 15 foot of visibility, or you can run up those those rivers like the Kings. You get all the way up to Kings and you got like a foot of visibility. So if you're a shallow power fisherman, you can definitely put a square bill and a big spinnerbait in your hand all the way up the river. But if you like to get out there in that clear water, you can, uh, you can do that too. It's got a lot of options. It's a pretty cool lake for sure. I do not own a rock crawler. I've never 
You know what? I threw a rock crawler on Big Stone because Banks and Banger had one tied on, and I made about 20 casts with it. So I can say I fished one now. I mean, I, I got all kinds of these things, and I never throw these things either. Like, they're just... All these old wiggle works just laying around. Maybe I should have AJ paint them for me. Um, rock crawler casts a lot better, though. Gets down just a hair deeper, too. I mean, I got so many crankbaits I don't throw anyways. Why do I need more that I don't throw? Uh, I'm with you. I got a whole box. I got boxes. No, box I got a, I got phone. a Fritz side five and a uh, OG Slim tied on in the rod locker. There's probably a 75% chance neither one of them comes out and I never throw them tomorrow. Yep. I caught some fish There's on the hybrid. There's a 100% chance I will catch bass on a jig tomorrow. You, throw, do you Have you thrown the hybrid hunter much? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I have not. I think I've caught a couple of pike on it up here. It's kind of cool around grass. Yeah, I, I thought it would be good because we got you know we don't have hydrilla, which is what was really like people say it's really good, but like we've got good milfoil, and it does pretty well coming around milfoil and coontail. But I've only caught pike on it so far. Okay. But it does seem like there would be a time and a place for it. But it's not like a magic wand catch them. Uh, it's not a jig. I mean, they're in the they're in the rod locker swim school. I mean, if I'm taking them out, it means I'm either doing really well or I'm doing really bad. One of the two. How was the bite? Were the smallies biting out in South Dakota, Thomas? Hybrid hunters overrated. Yeah, and I, I threw the six cents one a little bit on Pickwick. A long time ago. Didn't really catch anything on that either. Um, the Minnesota rig bite was pretty good on Malax last weekend. What's that? Two two hooks? What's up, nerds? What's up, Debo? Are you streaming yeah, around, eh, Debo? Uh, yeah, so the Minnesota rig has four or five arms with just two blades on them. Um... And then one center arm with a single swim bait hook. One hook? Oh, keeping it simple here in Minnesota. But I have, I was pretty impressed. Um, the, uh, I'm to just show this quick. I think this actually has a lot of merit, even in places with multiple hooks. As I fished it more, right? So you have one, two, three, four arms, and they have two blades. So you have a total of eight teaser blades, and then you get your one swim bait. Yeah. Um, it's super easy to rig. You only need one jig head and one swim bait. The drawing power seems like on par with other rigs to me. Um so I think in some cases, I think this is legitimately worth... So A, it doesn't tangle nearly as bad as other A-rigs. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get bit, you catch them on one hook, you hook them in the mouth. I always kind of feel bad when I fish like a three or a five hook rig and they like run through it and I end up hooking them once in the mouth, once in the eye, and once in the dorsal fin. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... It's rough on them. Is that really necessary to like... Man- I, you know what I mean? Um, 
they can't even move. They're just yeah. They're just like <laughs> they're like bent in half and just like reeling them <laughs> yeah. in. And uh, uh. so it's legal just about everywhere, right? Um, it's much easier to cast. You just put like one three eighths or one half ounce or whatever swim bait on it. You don't burn through all the KTEX or six cents swimmers or you know negabat whatever your choice of swim bait is, right? You just go through one at a time. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hang up because, like, yeah, you it's got to be more these, weedless, right? Like, you basically have surrounded with these like six inch arms that just bounce off boulders and wood and everything. Yeah, it's uh, like a gangster spinner. Bait. I don't know. I think this could be more popular widely. I don't think you need three to five hooks, even in states where it's legal. I don't think you're giving up much, to be honest. I mean, you throw in the rig, right? They always yeah. hit that one. I mean, what 90% of your fish are hooked on the one bottom middle swim bait, right? Yeah, it's usually on the bottom. Yeah. So if you only yeah, get one I like, target, I like, I like that. In Illinois, it's two. You can have two hooks. In Missouri, it's three. Um, and you know, and I'm always like, the two hooks. I would actually rather throw that than have two hooks on the bottom and then three dummies. You know, middle and on the top. Right. I feel like I feel like I would have a better shot of hooking up when there wasn't, you know, five opportunities and mm-hmm. only two of them had a hook versus just the one opportunity. But all the flash and the drawing power, that's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. I got my rigging done last night, JP. I'm all set. Uh, they are not legal. They're still considered as like a, they're not legal. And anything that leads to the classic, they are not legal. But. They're. I don't know, man. They they do they do have an amazing drawing power, though. There's been a couple times where, well, I remember last winter I was looking at these fish, um, sitting out about 15 to 20 feet on the bottom, and they were good. I was getting some really good returns. This this is a pre live scope, but on my down scan, I, I knew they were there. The bait was there, and I couldn't get those fish to bite. You know, I, I was kind of stroking a jig. This is cold. It's cold water too. It was probably in the 40s. Couldn't get my jerk bait down there. Couldn't get them to, to react to a jig. I put on a bigger swim bait. It was slow rolling it through mm-hmm. there. A smaller Kitech, K-Tech. Couldn't get them to bite. And I uh, picked up an A-Rig. And like the second or third cast, I hooked up with two that were about 19 inches. Those were the fish I was seeing. They wouldn't bite anything but that A-Rig. So there's times when that's it takes all that nonsense to trigger those fish to bite, which I wish you could catch them another way most of the time for the same reason that you just mentioned. It's hard on those fish. You just, they, I guess it's cool if you can catch two fish, two or three fish, which I've never done other than that. I guess I have done it a couple of times, but I know people that catch three and four fish fairly consistently on those things, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it hooking those fish all over the place. It's just rough on them. You can tell too. You can tell you, you catch a fish and he's all beat up and it's winter time. He's been, he's been hooked with an A-ray before. He's been meat raked a few times. Yeah. His scales are like peeled off and stuff. <laughs> it looks like he's been spawning. It's rough um, on them. Um, as far as I know, they don't dis are, they don't disqualify twin buzzers. Um, what about the donkey rig? Is that not legal in Minnesota? Okay. I also don't think it's legal in most bass tournaments either. Like, BSS, I don't think. Hmm. I could be wrong. Um, let's 
See you later. Get ready for Monday night. So, for See those you, who don't know, Gabe, Tin Horse Monty, has a YouTube channel as well. The Tin Horse Monty, right? That's the YouTube channel name. It is yeah, linked down in the description below. But he, he, if you're into lives, Monday night's his normal night. Um, has a lot of good guests. Um, you've had, what, Dion Hibden on a bunch of times. You just had uh, ter- uh, Terry Bolton. Terry Bolton. Week. I was gonna say yeah. Terry Butcher, but I was like, no, that's not right. Um, no, it'd be a good one, Terry Butcher. Yeah, that's you're right. That is a good one. We're gonna um, have Mark Menendez. You've had uh, John Cruz. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's tons, too many to name, but Bedro Banis on, and uh, it's interesting how the local guys seem to draw is more more you know you usually draw sure. more than than the national guys and i think that's because the 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 pros have been on podcast and live stream they get a lot more airtime but some of the, the local hammers and stuff they're kind of quiet and it's good to get them on a live like a a long stream format to where you can really dig into their background and get their opinion on different stuff but yeah it's fun this this monday we got the first and second place winners from the big bass bash. We had the big bass bash on Lake of the Ozarks. And it's one of those tournaments where it's uh, you just weigh in your biggest fish and first place is a hundred thousand dollars. And there was, I think there's like 3000 boats to participate on it in it, but we have the first place winner and the second place winner of the big bass bash. And it was kind of funny. There were two, six point two, two pound bass weighed in. So the way that they the tiebreaker goes to the guy who turned in his entry fee first. So oh, the guy not who weighed yeah. first, but who? Yeah, yeah. So the guy that paid the guy that turned his entry fee in first got a hundred thousand dollars. The guy that turned it in second got twenty thousand dollars. They both weighed in the same way to the way to fish. So we're gonna kind of dive into that. Um, I, I mean, I personally would have liked to seen it like they go back out on the water for two hours and have like a five fish shootout or their single biggest bass shootout. But to, to think that the tiebreaker just goes to the guy that paid the entry fee first, it's kind of, yeah, it, it is, but it is what it's the rules and it was in the rules. So we'll see how that goes. I'm interested to, to talk to those guys and see how they caught the fish, what areas of the lake they were fishing, even if they practiced and the whole nine yards, it's cool it to seems, get the whole story. It seems like when you talk about Ozarks or Lake, uh, or uh, Table Rock, you get good numbers. Yeah. When you have a true. guest dedicated to that Ozark region, it seems like you get a big turnout. Right. Definitely. Well, there's a lot of hammers from down there. It's officially a live stream when Sean Lai shows up. So, <laughs> uh, we were, we're, we flirted with 100 live there. My analytics are doing some weird things over here. So, uh, but uh, yeah, we're trying out Friday night. Might do this more in the wintertime when I'm not traveling for tournaments. Uh, yeah, so uh, our buddy Fish in the Southeast, he's got a channel. He does some cool bait making stuff. So if you're into cool, like custom handmade swim baits and cool stuff like that, I would go check out his channel. He's got some good stuff going on. Uh, I'm compassionate as somebody that went through that growing pain that like, that like 200 to 1,000 growth is really tough. It's so. really tough. <laughs> yeah, I'll hit you up too, South Jersey. We weren't going to talk about that, Lucas. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like that's been pretty much hashed out at this point. I don't know. 
Um, I did my first meme ever. It didn't go over well, but I took the, I took a snapshot of the tournament director pulling the weights out and I put a, I just put a ballot like that said Trump and Biden on it. And I said, they got ballots in the fish. <laughs> I just thought it's stupid, but it didn't go over well. I mean, nobody, it just passed over. Nobody, it didn't go viral. Let's put it that way. Yeah. White whale just broke 600, which is nice. When you get to 500 now, you get a community tab on YouTube. So that's cool. Good work, man. Good work. Um, the marathon. I mean, it's the slow, slow growth thing. They didn't. Actually, I think they do on their, uh, the website they do have one but we made this one live earlier tonight how do you like your camus i'm loving it dude it's yeah. impressive like have you ridden in one yet yeah yeah i have yeah i'm I'm, I'm i'm i mean as a co-angler what did you think of the ride i thought it was great yeah I it was like excellent. it's soft it's i i've had several co i mean i haven't had any tournaments where i've had really big water but i've been driving my boat yet but like just like you see like a big boat wake or like a cruiser wake and my coings are typically like this and then we just kind of go and they're like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like so how would you compare the ride to the cat oh night and day like i mean my 2005 bass cat can't would i mean that thing would rattle your brains out compared to this thing i honestly so i've, been, I've fished with brian banks in quite a bit this year and he's at a 21 phx which is a really good riding boat i think my camus 20 cx20 rides just as good as this 21 phx as far as like mm -hmm. absorbing waves I'd i would agree it's one of the better riding boats that i've been in i've been in a bunch of different boats and it, it's a good one yeah i should you just cracked six thousand not too long ago right yeah yeah thanks Why subscribers would? yeah forgot about that finally Jeez. Uh, yeah mark uh, send me an uh, email, rich at richlingman.com, or DM me on Instagram or Facebook or something, and I'll get you that. So, yes, congratulations. We ran. So, if you came in late, we ran through all the winners of the FLW and Bassmaster that hadn't claimed their prizes yet. So, that's the, the gift cards. And then there is one $25 gift card we are doing in the member stream, uh, which I think uh, somebody was asking about. That'll start at 945. So, yes, members, if you're not a member, you still have time to join. We'll be doing over there in about a half an hour. Um, Gabe, you're more than welcome to hang out and talk with the members tonight if you want. I sent you an extra link to that. I don't know oh, what cool. your time is. We didn't really talk about that ahead of time. So, no pressure. It's up to you. Uh, I've never been I, in one of those. It'll be interesting. I thought you did join me one time. No? No, nope, never did. Never okay. did. Uh, tournaments have been decent. We took third in the AOI. In my team tournament series, we won a 80-pound Fortrex for third place team of the year. Nice. Which is like, what, $1,300, $1,400 trolling motor? I think I have a, a watcher that's going to buy it for about 800 So that'll be able to divvy it up with the team for a little extra cash. Um, I think I've cashed checks in basically half my tournaments. A little disappointed I didn't qualify for the Bass Regionals uh, or the TBF Nationals. But, you know. We've we've cashed a lot more checks than a lot of people have, and uh, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I had to make a phone call today uh, to Major League Fishing. I qualified for the regional at Pick Week through the LBL division, and I also yep. qualified for the regional at Grand Lake through the Ozark division, and they're back-to-back. -back. And I've been sitting – I'm going to the Pick Week one for sure. Mm -hmm. I've been sitting and just soaking and marinating on the Grand Lake because I'm pretty much out of vacation time. 
and then there's the money and all that stuff. And I finally made the call today and told them I wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna make it. It's hard. That's a hard call. Let somebody else take the spot. Yeah, somebody's gonna plan at least, right? Yeah, it's like six and a half hour drive. I'd have to leave Wednesday after work. The tournament's on Thursday. I mean, I'd literally get down there like midnight, probably sleep in my truck for five hours, and then go fishing, and then try to find a hotel the the next night. It just didn't make sense. But it's still hard to it's still hard to make that call because you work all year long to qualify and you and you get the ticket and then you just it just doesn't it doesn't line up. It's like you got your negative, you got your pros and your cons, and when your cons start doing this you got to go with what's in front of you and just make that phone call yeah i've never fished a bfl regional the one i one year i fished a full season of bfls i took like fourth or seventh in the points in the great lakes region had a great year cashed three checks had a top five a top ten um and uh, i just didn't have the vacation time to go to the regional that year um but i I really want to do the bfls again because I really enjoyed it, and I would like to go to a BFL regional and try to make the All American. That's like a bucket list thing. So maybe this is the year that I have time to fish the BFLs again. Um, that was probably one of the hardest things about making that phone call. Was I gave up the second chance to make the All American? You know, so I'll just have to make it to the first one. I'm not sure which channel that is, but maybe it was mine. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, we did. We've done. I've had Bailey Eigbred on twice. So if you search Serious Angler, Bailey Eichbrit on my channel, we did a couple of kayak shows, but we could definitely, there could be a room for another one. I've never been, I've never fished in a kayak. I've been in like a cheap kayak, but I've never fished in one. Yeah. Um, but if you guys have guests or there are people in here that fish kayaks that would want to come on and talk kayaks, definitely let me know. We had Chad Davison on our live stream not too long ago. He's been tearing it up in the kayak scene lately. I haven't been in a kayak. I, I like actually fished out of a kayak one time. I actually bought a kayak from an auction, but it's it's not set up for fishing. It's just more of um, an on top with a mm-hmm. paddle type of deal. Um, yeah, if I had more time, I'd love to have a kayak. But I was like, I don't spend enough time in my Camus, let alone time to be splitting. In yeah. the, you know what I mean? Like if I didn't have like a job and kids and sports and all that kind of stuff, I'd love to like, hey, I'll, you know, fish yeah. in the bass boat. And then I'll go and slip this kayak into these little waters. I mean, that sounds awesome, but like, I just, I mean, I've, I've been doing those month long half a spot tournaments. So I've been doing like the measure release tournaments in my boat, you know, like when I'm in practice and stuff, I'll just measure those tournaments or at the end of the tournament day, I'll measure some of my fish and enter them in the tournament. So, I mean, I, I'd totally be down to do some of those weekend month long tournaments. Um, if we had like three days off three or four days to dedicate to fishing, then you could work yeah. in all three of your boats or right. all the boats that you have in the garage. Uh, oh, that's for me. Yeah. If you bought a new bass boat, would it be aluminum or fiberglass and what brand? Jeez. I'll tell you what, I, I've seen those crest liners. That is a huge, massive boat. The front deck on that thing. Huge. It's huge. It doesn't need, it's like, it's like an optical illusion almost. It's so big. I think, I don't know. That's a good question. There's a, Probably the the favorite ones that I've ridden in as far as glass boats have been uh, the Camus, the Phoenix, and gosh, Skeeter. You know, there's a it's the FX, the newer Skeeter hole. I rode in one of those recently. It was pretty nice. But I'd probably go with Phoenix or Camus, honestly. Probably the 20, 20 foot 
version. I think that's plenty of boat. Would you consider a 21-foot Express? Not? I would. I would. Yeah, I think there's they're great boats as well. I mean, they got a little bit shallower draft. But I I think I would get glass. I mean, I've got a Ranger. I've got an O2 Ranger 520 right now that I hardly ever fish. But I would, I would like to get – if I was going to have, have a fiber, big boat. You have a fiberglass boat? Yeah. I did not know that. I know. It's out of my father-in-law's house. It's like 15 minutes away. And we're building a house out there. So when we get that house built, you'll see that boat in the videos a lot more. But right now it's like an hour to go out there and get it prepped, you know, transfer my tackle and all that stuff. So I just, I got the aluminum boat in the garage and it gets hooked up to the truck. But yeah, I've got an older 520. Um, but I, but I think if I was going to go with a bigger boat, I would get a glass mm-hmm. or for this. I think regardless of what they say, I think a glass has to ride just a little bit better. And I, I definitely know the wind drift is less in a glass boat. You know, your 10 rigs have, mm-hmm. A tendency to kind of drift around a little bit more so that's kind of my thoughts on that but uh, yeah but there's several good brands out there i mean in an ideal world i would have a river flat boat to go with my right so like like most of the serious guys on lacrosse that i mean they all have flats right so like a jet is it a jet boat or is it uh, not necessarily but they're just a lot of my props but like you know what like a 40 horse aluminum right you can eat through those aluminum props like it's your job compared to one stainless prop as far as like cost and repair. And even if you take out a lower unit on a 40 horse, it's like, oh, it's 500 bucks instead of three grand, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then the gas and all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, if I had, you know, and then you, you rig it up. So you end up getting like double the transducers and double the mounts, but right, you get it all set up so you can just unbolt your electronics and bolt them on your flat or your tin rig and you've, mm-hmm. you, know, you need two trolling motors and stuff. But, and with lithiums, right? If you had like some kind of quick disconnect harness, switching lithiums between boats would be a breeze. Yeah, they're so light. Yeah. Um, That's what I do on my boat. I, I just take take my graphs off, just transfer them back and forth. The regional was on the Mississippi that I didn't qualify for. I don't know where the regional is next year, but it hasn't been announced yet. Uh, favorite tournament I fished this year. Hmm. Which one did I do best in? I think I got like I guess maybe the second place on the river this year was a fun one, but that was actually a miserable day of fishing. It was really brutally wind. So many of our tournaments have been so windy. One of the funnest days fishing was I guess uh the June TBF team trail on the Hamadou. So many fish. Caught so many two to three pounders. I mean that tournament video could have been two hours long if I would have kept all the fish catches in. It was just a crush fest. Um, I mean, we took sixth place, had like 16, almost 17 pounds, but like just what a fun day of fishing. Just peeled on them. <laughs> yeah. So that probably is like that every time. Uh, as soon as we have a tournament on the river, I haven't, I've not had a chance to have the Camus on the river. So it's probably going to be next year at this point. Um, I have never fall fished hardly at all up north, let alone in never night fished in the like literally almost never up here. The fishing's so good in the day, and we don't really get that super hot summer. I don't know that it's necessary, so I've never mm-hmm. really done it. I hear people night fishing for walleyes up here, but you don't hear people night fishing for bass up here. Do you like those tournaments where you get that final big coal in the last 30 minutes? 
or do you like it when it's two hours left in the tournament and you're sitting with a good bag or does it matter to you? I mean, it depends. Like Big Stone, we had two big calls in the last 20 minutes and we still lost by eight pounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if it's like that clinching fish or that's that fish that gets you into the top five, then it's great. Yeah, the top five, yeah. But it also like, it's kind of like if you win it, then it feels awesome, right? But like, if you get close and you're like, oh man, I wish I would have got keyed in that so I could have fished for 30 more minutes or an hour. Maybe I would have got one more and I could have won, right? I yeah, know. right. I mean, take them when you can get them, right? Big bites are hard to get. Yeah. I kind of like that. I like that. I mean, of course, I'm fishing in most tournaments. I'm fishing out of the back of the boat in, in the BFLs and stuff. I do. I fish a lot of team tournaments out of the front of the boat, out of my boat. But I, I like those tournaments where you're totally focused all day long your bait's wet, your mind's right. And you're, you're just in tune with what's going on and you, and you work really, really hard. And like that last hour, that fish, that real important fish happens and you feel, you just feel, you feel like you've been running a marathon or something and you finally get to the finish line or you've been, you know, doing a really killer workout or, or whatever it is, whatever your passion is. And you finally put that fish in the boat and you're just like, ah, you take that deep breath. I mean, you're physically fatigued. You're mentally fatigued because you've been focusing on it. I think that that's a really good feeling versus just going out in the first hour of the day. You put, you know, 20 pounds in the boat. Um, I feel like it's but regardless, I'll, t- I'll take either one without a doubt. Yeah, I just assume people night fish for walleye because they were too embarrassed to let people see them fishing for walleye but i don't know it's <laughs> uh, funny yeah i've had some last casters in my day that that i mean a last cast fish is always a fun deal when it's a good one yeah i like to call in the fish too when you get when you're really dialed into the pattern you can especially when you're doing a video or something and you're talking about some technique and and you make that pitch and boom there's a fish there and it, it looks like you know what you're doing Yeah, I think uh, I think they were on. I think they fished Lahamadu and some of the other lakes, from what I heard. But yeah, that whole area they did the team series up after Malax. They did a team series, so that'll be coming out for you, Central Minnesota fans. I've been watching the cups. Like, I guess they got they've been plugging a lot of the cups on YouTube. I guess you know the for cups the, are going away. I think the team series is replacing the cups. Man, I love I love uh, I love those. The, you know, the, that's the original MLF stuff when they used to have it on my outdoor TV, I think it is. And I think they still have it on there, but I like that format. It's uh, you know, they're like an hour and a half, but they've been running a lot of those on YouTube. So I've been watching them while I'm downstairs. Hmm. Maybe I'll look at them. And like the sudden death MLF, round. MLF YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Yeah. Shown some of the other ones. It, like no, them. I think it's my MO outdoors, I believe, okay. or my outdoors channel. They're from 2020 and 2021. It's magic of editing. You can always make it like you land as a hero. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to Leech. Leech is a fun lake. I like that lake. Fits my style. It should be a good tournament. Probably get to test the Camus. Wind usually blows on Leech to 120,000 acre lake. Yeah, Daniel, I had a. It doesn't happen, you, you know, Rich. It doesn't happen very often where you're talking about, you know, this is this is what I'm looking for, and you make a cast while you're talking about, you know, like 
maybe the cadence of a chatterbait, you know, sweeping the rod, kind of slowing like, down. You just, you just break it free from the grass and then. Yeah, and then you load up. Yeah, <laughs> it does, that very rarely happens. Uh, the first time it happened, I was doing a hair jig video like three years ago, and I was out on this main lake point. It was post spawn. These fish had pulled out of this creek, and there was a school. Like a preacher jig, hair jig? Yeah, yeah, a hair jig, like a half-ounce chicken you know, jig hair jig. Yeah. And uh, I was talking about making the cast. You know, letting it sink on a, on a kind of a semi-slack line, watching your line as it falls, and then just I make like three or four quick turns of the reel handle. So it makes that thing jump up off the bottom. And I was showing the graph talking about how the fish are suspended probably five or six feet up off the bottom. So you're just kind of stroking that jig up through them and you're making them react. And I was, you know, I'm like, here's what you do is cast out. And I did this and I did it. And I, you know, I bowed up on probably like a four pounder. That's the first time, and it's only happened a few times where I'm actually talking about a technique, and I'm I'm going through the cadence and all that, and and it, the fish cooperates, and it makes me look like I know what the heck I'm doing, but usually that doesn't happen. Very when we fished together, I caught a five pounder almost on our last cast. You did, yeah, and you gave me that rod for a while, and then I gave like it back I gave it to him, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, you can take it back, Rich. And then literally like three casts later, I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, hey, give me that rod back. Like, ah, sorry, bro. You had your chance. <laughs> yeah, that felt stupid. You were just working it, right? You wouldn't have bit it even if I had it. AJ, I tried to get into the North, and they told me I was not welcome to get into the North Dakota qualifier. Oh. So if you can get us in, let's form a club, AJ. I'm all about it. They told me... No thanks. You're already in Minnesota. You can't fish our ba- our bass nation. Snub. Mm. Yeah, I, I need to go watch. I think the 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 first team series event is out on my outdoor TV, but I haven't seen it yet. But I heard it was good. Yeah, I like those. A lot. Fall cranks. Uh, I like to throw a three-eighths ounce jig and a half ounce jig. <laughs> I, I crank them in slow if the fish are yeah. Um I mean, I've had a little bit of luck with some of the flat sides. Um, a little bit on lipless. I just don't do. I mean, like, but here's the thing: is like our fall is compact, just like our spring. It goes from like that transition and then you get like three four weeks of like a good bite and then you get like early winter right so you go from like that fall transition where it's like hard to get bit you know fish are scattered everywhere they're doing all kinds of dumb things you can't stay on them day to day you get two three four weeks of like a good bite where you can power fish cave their faces in and then Temperature drops, the waters fall below 45 degrees, the largemouth get much tougher to catch because we don't have shad in most of our lakes. And then next thing you know, you're dragging jigs on the bottom or fishing blade baits to try to catch a few fish, just you know, and then the water freezes like in 10 days. Jeez. Yeah, ours is spread out. Yeah. All the way through the winter. You ever thrown that sick? Well, you probably haven't because you don't fish a lot of crankbaits, but somebody was talking about a crankbait in the fall that I think it's kind of overlooked. It's a six cents. I think it's the swerve the curve swerve. 55. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it only dives down to maybe a couple feet, but it's got a really wide action. It comes through wood really well. A lot of the guys in Lake of the Ozarks, they throw them around docks and bang into the side of the dock posts. That's a, that's a bait that I started fishing mm-hmm. last year. 
when that water gets in like the 60s, that's a pretty good days on it. Hmm. I don't think it's not, not as many people fish it as they do, a, you know, just like a 1.5 or even a 2.5. It's got a, just a really aggressive action. And those fish are feeding up. It's a good one to be throwing around. So we got about five minutes. We're going to wrap this up and we'll take a five minute bio break and then we'll be starting the members only stream. So um, those that show up for the member stream will be reopening this thing, giving this away. Plus, Sweet. these will be added to the box. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they'll also be giving away a $25 Omnia gift card uh, on the members only stream. So, uh, members, make sure you jump in that. If you've been thinking about becoming a member, tonight might be a good night. You might have a uh, 1 in 20, 30 chance of uh, some sweet prizes. Big Bill Sexy Shadow Work, Bashing Rock. Uh, that must be up. You must be, you're talking about the Mississippi River up by Rice Lake, I assume, Greg, up by Brainerd, but it could be wrong. Tim says the Curve 55 is a great little riprap crank. Yeah, I bet it is. Just it moves a lot of water. Yeah, so the, the part of my fall, right? Uh, fish Malax last weekend, right? The water temps were upper fifties. I would assume tomorrow on Rush, we're going to be probably talking about low sixties, upper fifties again. Maybe I'll get out Sunday. Next Sunday, be for Mexico with the family. Um. And then I'll be gone for two weekends. <laughs> so hopefully it doesn't get really cold here. And I come home to like snow and 35 degrees. And it's like, we're like a week from ice when I get home. And I get like a week or two when I get home. <laughs> Sometimes I can fish into early November. And other times it's like Halloween is brutally cold here. And so we'll see. Uh, you just got to show up, Sean, and there'll be a drawing. Um, that's all right. It's just a little extra option for those that want to. There is no pressure. We'll get you to monetization, Santa's. We're going to have Fish in the Southeast on as a guest. Here's what we'll do. Next time, Fish in the Southeast, I need to have you on as a guest. You're on my list. We'll do it on a member night, and then you can join as a guest. And then that's a win-win for you. There you go. I feel like there might be your lucky night since you were second place in uh, fantasy fishing. Maybe they'll come through. Dude, I used your code so many times from omnia it's like i know you can only use it once a month but i was i was like there for five months in a row i was i was using that code and finally i'm like i had to build a shelf i had to build like a three by eight shelf in my basement because i had so many omnia boxes it's nice. ridiculous and i'm like I, i've got a problem i'm a letter carrier and i always make fun of all the people that order amazon every day here, <laughs> here i am ordering like omnia stuff all the time so i've kind of chilled out for for a while you don't have to keep the boxes. I know. You can recycle them. That's true. I need to. I got. I need to go through them all. But see, I kind of. They're kind of. Um, they're kind of organized in my head based on the row that they're sitting in, and, and I've when I grab them, I'm like, okay, that was that order. This was stuff coming up that I'm going to be using in the fall, and then this other box was stuff that I'm going to be using for this situation, this situation, but. If I was to like combine them all together, because I don't have room in my boat anymore, I just need to organize them. It's it's my fault. I definitely don't get that kind of discount. <laughs> no, 
yeah, they're moving just like five, ten minutes up the road, not very far. Just it's like triple the size of their current space, so they can carry more inventory. So it'd be good. So they'll be able to get in more stuff. Maybe they'll be able to carry the Sierra line of Dobbins. Maybe they'll be able to carry some deeper skews and some of the stuff they already carry. So just look for a bigger. I know there's certain things they want to carry. They're just waiting till they get into their new space. I like they literally have had so many requests. They're like, we just don't have room for it. So, <clears throat> although if you were looking for the Bass Tech free weights, I dropped some of those off there today. So those will get restocked soon. You thrown that? I've I've dabbled with it. I've not caught a fish on it yet. I'm not saying that like I've thrown it for like 10 casts, put it away, thrown it for five casts, put it away. I got one tied up for tomorrow. It's in the rod locker. We'll see if it makes it uh, uh, comes out. Hopefully that jig bot will be on. You won't have to mess with it. Matt, you're so JDM. Like you just, you're, you're into this super niche stuff that I like. You're like me 15 years ago, always looking for that like secret JDM thing. And I'm like now on the other part of that. And I just, uh, I just, uh, I like the stuff that I can get regularly. Uh, you can walk into Omnia. They've got a small little showroom where they've got a lot of their like better seller rods in the front where you can kind of handle them. Or if they don't, you can ask to look at it and they'll bring it up for you to look at. So yes, you can. I forgot. I did star this. I did see this earlier. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, buddy. Won the won the Derby on Boji. It's like a two day total of right at forty pounds. That's nice. And I think that's fishing tough. That's like fall transition. I don't. I hey, don't, I, hey, Waze. Do you know my buddy uh, Ben McCord? He fishes up there a lot. Boji. I stayed with him on Truman and he was telling me about that lake. I had no idea of the amount. It's it's like the big stone kind of, and it's like huge weights in that lake. Yeah, it sounds like it'd just be a few minutes up the road from there, Mark. I have not tried the Hellraiser. I know uh, Brian Kasperzak got one. I think Gators Adventures bought one. So there's a few people but I haven't bought one yet. Might want to wait till they get in their new space. Wait, wait a couple weeks. Um, but uh, all right. So we're going to start the member live in about four minutes. So if you guys are interested, there's a button down below. If you're not already a member, we can hit join in the description. Uh, see some of you there. And uh, Gabe, I already sent you a link in your email. So if you want to join, it's there. Okay. So I'm going to go use the restroom quick and I'll be back in just a few minutes. We'll jump into the members only. So thanks, Gabe. If you guys haven't checked out Tin Horse Monty, you can check that out. If you came in late, Replay Squad, you can check it out on MP3. We've literally getting like four or 500 listens on the podcast. So a lot of people are growing there, which is awesome. Much appreciated to you, MP3 listeners. Uh, otherwise, you can catch the replays on Facebook and YouTube. And as always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. See ya. Thanks. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.